0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of Night Stalker Podcast. This is episode number 100, and it's called Open Windows. You know, if you look up the term voyeurism in the dictionary online, Wikipedia, it basically references a person that looks through... The Open Window of a House for Sexual Gratification. It has the same reference to a peeping, peeping Tom, so I guess if you're looking into a window for sexual gratification, you are either a voyeur or a peeping Tom, which I hope none of you do, but you never know. Um... But what if if looking through an open window meant something different? What if you looked through an open window and there was nobody there? Do you ever think of that? Think of how many times you've driven down the road, especially at night when the lights are on and there's no... You could see inside the house, but there's nobody there. Or you're driving down the road and there's a a storefront. The store's closed a long time ago, maybe an abandoned building. And it's all in a process I call open window. And a lot of people say, well, what does that mean? Well, for any of you who have read any of my books, I have one that came out a while ago. It's called Abstract Thoughts. Abstract thoughts is basically what the title is. It's abstract thoughts. It's thinking of think, somebody saying one thing, and if you write the sentence out, it means something totally different. When you listen to a person speak or you read a a written statement or something like that within there's always contradictions within the sentences themselves or the sentences people speak. Normally in opposition of what they're really trying to say. So you might ask me, how does that how does that reference to open windows? Just think about how many Homes or businesses you drive by every day. Think about how many of them are older homes. Several generations of people grew up there. Think about the stores. When they were first built. When they were first occupied booming businesses and then throughout the course of times things changed. Have you ever driven by a house? And for this instance, let's use a an older house. And you drive by and some of the older houses you know a lot of them don't have blinds. It's nighttime, the lights are on, you look in, there's nobody there, which is usually the case most often, and you can see some type of furniture pictures on the wall, but have you really thought about the house itself? How many generations of people since the house was originally built grew up there, had children, their kids grew up, and so on and so forth it's a repetitive cycle, but think of all of the lives just in that one house that have grown up, experienced things in life, good things, bad things, tragic things. And maybe in some of the houses people actually passed away in Families grew up, kids went to school. You know, the typical parents going to work, trying to pay the bills, some being fortunate, some not being fortunate. The, the, his, the history within itself of these houses are pretty unique. So that's just one house. But imagine if we put all the houses together. Think about how many houses you see in a day. Think of how many lives, generations have gone through these houses, lived in these houses. Grew up as kids, sat around the TV, watched watched movies, TV series when they were more popular between the 50s and the 80s. The kids that have gone to school, grown up. All that, all that kind of th- stuff that's happened in each one of these houses. Imagine if you put them all together. Imagine, Imagine all the experiences. All of the lives that went through. Some passed away in these houses, you know? It's kind of an interesting. It's kind of an interesting thought because it seems like it's an. It would be the thought of all these these experiences and life itself would be almost infinite, and it will continually be infinite as long as the houses are continuously reoccupied. So if you're driving down the street, I never thought of stuff like that. Don't think you're don't think you're strange. Don't think it's odd. A lot of us did that. My thing is with these old these old factories, especially the ones that were being operated during the nineteen you know, the early nineteen hundreds to nineteen forty during the war. You know, the big Big industrial brick buildings, you know, they were filled with thousands of employees who built stuff for the war, who built basic things that we use every day. And now when you drive by, they're abandoned. They usually have steel gates around them, windows from little monsters throwing rocks from them. There's all kind of things like that, but even within the factories themselves, how many lives, how many people's lives were, were actually, were, were actually, were actually made because of the work. You know, they were able to afford to buy a house. They were able to eat. You know, just think about how many families were. Basically enriched by people being able to work in these these factories when we actually used to build things ourselves in the United States, you know. And now we drive by them and they're just the buildings are just falling apart, ramshackled at best. And you sit, th- you think back about when they were really active, productive uh, companies, you know. Um, And some of these companies were exceptionally large in size, and now they're, they have the steel gates surrounding them. Um, But again, just think of all the people that went through there, all of the, all of the things that were occurring in these people's lives as they were, they're working their eight-hour shift, twelve-hour shift, sixteen-hour shifts maybe at some times. And you know, I guess, I guess what it breaks down to is when you start seeing things in that type of perspective, you realize that. Um, you gain an appreciation from where people came from. Their lives in general. You know, it's something important that we have to consider. Every house tells a story. Yeah, it does. As a matter of fact, most houses tell generations of stories. Most companies or businesses that are now abandoned or not used anymore also tell a lot of stories about a lot of people and the lives which they were going through while they were working there. So, So the next time you hear the term open window which is actually my coin phrase, I made that up. You know, It's just amazing for for us who live in a country that's so big, so populated in some spots, and, you know, maybe that's, maybe this is where, now that I think about it, maybe this is where the term respect needs to come in. based off of my my open window theory. You see, it's very easy for us as people today. Now let's face it, most of us are stressed out because of work conditions, because of the this COVID, which I'm still trying to figure out. You know, that's this this was like a little Dirty bomb that went off and they lost control of it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know, stuff just like th- this doesn't just happen by by accident. You know, and now they find out animals are getting it. My Jesus! You know, you know what else? Um, but but think about respect in general, right? We say the younger people don't have Respect, and I quite honestly, you know what they, they—they these younger people nowadays have been afforded more opportunities and more things than my generation did. I mean, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have laptops, we didn't have desktop computers. Uh, you know, we didn't have much to say about anything except when we said something, we'd get a good beating, and that'd be the end of it. But what it taught us, you know, Um, but if I revert back to the respect then is that respect comes from an understanding, an understanding of each of us being different, each of us living our own lives, experiencing different things which are different than others. It's truly hard to judge people when we don't know people. I'm not saying people don't do things to piss you off occasionally because, you know, my problem is when they do, I tell them and it usually causes a bigger tug tough, but you know what? Deal with it. But if you think of, like I said, if you think of us as, each one of us as an individual person, and every house and every open window with people that lived in it for generations, if we think about our experiences from children to adulthood, and the experiences they had from children to adulthood, Maybe we're not so dissimilar at all. And maybe in context or terms, we need to respect each other a little bit more. And you know, it's, it's sad that we as people don't realize this. And sometimes it's sad that you have to look at an open window in a house to realize that. We are not the only ones that have lived through life, experienced things good, bad, and different, just like everybody else. So maybe our open window theory should not only include the people and experience they, they have living in these houses for generations, but Maybe it should also be a an introduction into understanding what respect for people should be. You know, it's an interesting concept to not like people because of race, religion, gender, whatever, but you know, it's it, it is a true saying that you shouldn't judge anybody until you walk a mile in their shoe. Well, maybe we shouldn't just maybe we just shouldn't judge people to start with. I mean, yeah, there are certain and blatant things about people and their character that sometimes we just don't like. But that's different because there's a reason you don't like them, whether they're belligerent, whether they're loud, whether they're, for whatever reason, you don't like them. but, But we all have our own stories. We all have our own stories. So the next time you're driving down the road at night and you see a a house that's all lit up, or one light in the house, and maybe one dangling light from a fixture, when you look into that window, or when you drive by an abandoned business or factory, think of the impact that that building and its windows or one open window had. on a generation of people. The same with factories, the same with building businesses. You know, businesses are kind of a sad thing too because you think of these businesses that were... probably back in the the days, they were booming businesses, whether it was appliance stores, TV stores, um, mom-and-pop stores, five-and-dime stores, you name it, you know. Somebody... ...started the business, the business grew. Maybe family members kept it going, maybe they didn't. But for whatever for whatever the reason, at one time, those were part of a community. So, like I said, the next time you're driving down the road and you see... ...you see windows in a house... Building, factory, whatever it is. You know what's really even crazier than that? Just think about these old dilapidated barns. Or buildings, you see. The ones that are just falling apart. Just think of what they were at one time. Just think of the reasons they were there and the, the people that were there either working or using them as For some purpose. Then you should start. Once you start understanding and respecting things like that. It's a lot easier to appreciate what you have now. Because we all think that we have it so bad. We don't have it bad. We don't. Not in this country anyway. People want to believe it's bad because of the fake information they get. But we don't really have it that bad. Do we? Everybody whines about this, whines about that. I grew up back in the days. You think you're whining now? You really had a reason back then to whine. You know? We didn't have these liberties that these liberties that everybody has nowadays, you know, say what you want, do what you want. Very, very, very bad advice, especially for the younger people. Don't think because you could say what you want and do what you want that it's the right thing. Just remember, sometimes our best our best intentions end up being our worst decisions. Think about that. You know, as as Garth Brooks said in one of his songs, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Think about that one, too. You know, sometimes we think that there's something we want so bad and then 10, 20, 30 years down the road, you cycle back into that place or run into that person, and it's not what the things seem to be. So, a little advice for you, you know? But start thinking about everything as an open window things aren't as simple as your TV set leads you to believe it's not your, your own eyes will not give you misinformation propaganda information agenda driven your eyes will tell you exactly through life what you need to see you know So always remember, physical facts or physical evidence means a lot more than what people say. Because there's an agenda in everybody's statement. And it's usually sugar-coated and made to look like a cupcake, but there's always that agenda inside of a statement. just sometimes you have to look through that veil. And hopefully our discussion on open windows will make you think a little bit more about things in general. And yeah, don't do the voyeurism thing. I didn't really know. You know, I've heard the term a lot. I, I never really sit, sat down and looked at what it meant in a dictionary, but... Uh, Yeah, that's kind of creepy. So, A Sour Peeping Tom is kind of creepy too. Even creepier. Um, But with that in mind, this is uh, episode 100. Um, We are actually in season 2. We started season 2, I think, somewhere in the uh, episode, maybe late 80s, somewhere around there. And we are now in season 2. I don't know how many uh, episodes we're gonna run. I want to try to keep this uh, every day. I put something something new out. Just you know, just uh, not only keep people listening, but to get people thinking. You know, um, it's important now nowadays to be able to look at things and see things a little different. We're in a totally different. Um, Culture than we were back in the days. I mean, we're unfortunately right now we are very dis- destabilized. We're not. We're unstable. We're just the country is unstable. Our leaders are all need to should be returning to their senior citizens home by six o'clock, hopefully each night. Um, but until we start to um, regain our Putting, we need to just, um, maybe it's time for us really to start looking at ourselves like we would look through an open window. Maybe we need to look at ourselves and since we have more time alone and away from all these social distractions and all of this stuff, maybe we need to really spend some time, uh, Our own self-critics, and I, I, I was very bad at this being a self-critic before COVID happened, and now I think because I'm, you know, kind of contained in a a capsule in a in an environment where I can't really socialize as much as I I did. You know, it's um it's a good time for self-reflection. So, you, so maybe you need to take an opportunity to do that maybe it's a time for maybe it's time for a change Who knows? it's a 2022. 2022 with that in mind like I said when you're going down the road you look into an open window you're not only looking into an open window you're looking at the generations of families that have lived grown up Shared a lot of experiences in that house for generations. So you're not really looking, you're not looking simply into an open window. So with that in mind, this is episode number one thousand of the Night Stuff, and I am the host, Michael C. Bouchard. Uh, do me a favor, pass this information on. We are getting we, the, our listener base is growing um, very quickly. We're putting on numbers on the boards that are actually kind of surprising me. Um, and I appreciate you listening to my my um, utterance, babbling, whatever one wants to call it. Uh, I know I'm very monotone when I talk, so a lot of people don't like that. They want the amped up version of, um, you know... People tell, talking a lot and not telling you anything. You heard that before. They talk up storm, and by the time they're done up talking, you have no clue what the hell they just said to you. Try not to be. I'm trying not to be like that. I know I have to rate these as explicit, although I, I, after the last maybe 40 episodes, I've kind of toned down the swearing because some people are offended by it. Uh, they shouldn't be. I just find it. I find some of those words more. They define things a little bit better, you know. But some people don't like to be defined. They get they get upset about it. I'm not trying to upset anybody. That's why I don't bring politics into it. because I really told you what my politics were, um, yeah, I'm surprised. I, I you know, people will start to look at the cross side. And like I said, if you have any questions you want. Uh, answered about any of these uh, podcasts if you ha- if you have questions like I said if you have questions if you have uh, things that you want me to research and give an opinion on um, doesn't have to be solely you know crimes or abductions or UFOs or what have you but uh, you can always uh, contact me by sending me either a, um, an audible that I can replay here uh, on the uh, the Night Stalker series, and I will give you an answer to, but you can get me directly. I I, I don't like doing polls and stuff here because, uh, you know, you miss a lot of stuff. You, I mean, when you have a... starting 100 episodes and continuously moving forward, it's hard to continuously go through every episode, you know, day by day to look for... Um, questions or polls or whatever they have, you can just contact me at my, uh, directly at my email address, uh, my personal one, the business one, you know, I have 30,000 people on LinkedIn, so the business one doesn't get as, um, that's not monitored as, um, as much as my, um, my personal directly direct line and that's what I use for this and my uh, books you can contact me at uh, the email is forevernight ct1 at comcast.net and that's f-o-r e-b-e-r n-i-g-h-t ct the number one at comcast.net and I will get back to you within usually within tw- uh, 24 to 48 hours you will have an answer one way or the other and uh Works out pretty good that way. Until next episode, my name is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker series here on um, Anchor Radio.